This is Nerd Podcast Radio, brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash nerdpodcastradio. We use the support of our patrons to bring you the best show we can. We also reward our patrons with bonus audio each week. If you would like to contact us, the best way to do that is our Nerd Podcast Radio Facebook page, where we share nerdy stuff and talk to our listeners. You can also reach us at brian.nerdpodcastradio at gmail.com, mike.nerdpodcastradio at gmail.com, erica.nerdpodcastradio at, you guessed it, gmail.com. It's not at, you guessed it, it's Erica. Radio at gmail.com and anthony it's a joke anthony doesn't have an email address you can also reach us on twitter at super vegan brian at nerdcaster mike at cursey smurf erica and of course at nerdcast radio thanks for listening everyone enjoy the show welcome to Welcome to Nerd Podcast Radio, your nerd home away from home. Hey everybody, welcome to Nerd Podcast Radio. I'm your host, Special Mikey. Along with me is Super Vegan Brian. Howdy ho! Oh god. And the Cursey Smurf Erica. Hola. Hola. Hola! Well, I thought about saying hola bendejo, but you know. (laughs) Hola, como esta? Muy bien. Hola, como esta? Uh, Así, así. I don't know, you just hear it go, <laughs> like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I've started a thing. <laughs> Start the thing. Uh, so, welcome to Nerd Podcast Radio, everybody. Uh, you're nerd home away from home. And today we are going to have a actually a topic that I have been wanting to do for a very long time. And I like how Brian has it titled, What Do You Want to Fly Through Space In? I like the t- I like the title of the outline. So you can guess what we're going to be talking about today. But first, what do we have to do, Brian? But first, we have to play everyone's favorite game. What's nerdy with you? Where the three of us will share the nerdiest thing we did this week. And then we will all vote using the Mike Myler widget system to decide who won the widgets this week. Erica, you get to go yes. first. What was nerdy with you this week? Uh, so my nerdy stems from our podcast from last week, because, uh, last week we talked about, uh, you know, our reliance on technology and what it was like, you know, 15 years ago, et cetera, et cetera. And I decided, um, because after our podcast, uh, Sunday night, I was like sitting around, um, on the couch with my husband watching the matrix, like the, the third one or second one. And, um, and Amelia was in the room and she was on her laptop. We're watching a movie. The baby's asleep. And I realized we're we're all in the same room, but we're not spending time together. Like, we're not interacting. And I was like, huh, well, I feel like this needs to change. So I thought about it and I came up with this uh, idea of one weekend a month. Uh, maybe two, depending on how well it goes, uh, we are going to unplug. And so unplug is no TV, no video games, no computers, no smartphones, uh, no nothing but our house phone and uh, a radio. And that's it. That's the extent of our technology. So um, I'm breaking that rule right now because I'm recording this podcast because I uh, am committed to our podcast. Um but so last night uh, I came home and it was so funny. I came home and Amelia was on her DS and I guess she just uh, 
beat some Pokemon battle boss person that she, uh, gym trainer, I think that's it, that uh, she had been having trouble with. And she was super excited. And I was like, oh, that's great, honey. Congratulations. I was like, all right, turn off your DS, go put it away. And she's like, why? And I'm like, well, it's our technology-free weekend. <laughs> and she goes, but it's Friday, Mom. It's not the weekend. <laughs> and I was like, no, honey. The weekend <laughs> starts Friday night. Yeah, after she's 5 like, p.m., it's the weekend. Exactly. So um, so she put it down. We went to City Barbecue. We walked up the street to City Barbecue, and it was really great. You know, it was just all of us, no cell phones to look at, nothing like that. We had dinner and ice cream and walked back home. And uh, we get home last night where Chris and I would usually sit down and watch a movie or something. And I was like, well, well, shit. And I realized all the books that I have are digital now. They're either Kindle or they're um, audiobooks. And I was like, damn it. So I went and I dug through all of my old books and I found one of my favorite Anne Rice books that I haven't read in ages and started rereading it. So. All right. Which one? Which one what? Which Anne Rice book? Which Anne Rice book? Oh, uh, Violin. I don't remember that. It's one of her standalones. It's not about vampires or ghosts or anything like that. It's uh, it's about well, I guess there's a ghost in it, but um, it's mm. about um, wait, 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 Erica, did did it um, does it, it like a, Hawaiian punch? Does it like Hawaiian punch? Oh, never got brought up in the book. Sorry. <laughs> Damn. Just curious. <laughs> Thanks, though. You're welcome. Uh, no ghost nickels either that I'm aware of. I wanted to do it too. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I've infected him. But it is uh it's essentially about this woman who has lost everyone in her life and she processes it through music. And um there's this ghostly violin man um that helps her basically move through the the grief and everything. So but it's a really it's a very poetic and very beautiful if morbid book so that was my nerdy thing i unplugged and started living life with my family and books that's fantastic Congratulations. I, I, that is awesome. I think you're the first one to take a podcast topic and convert it into the next week's nerdy thing that's because i'm not dedicated no not really but it was it was it see it, it just it made me think the topic made me really think about my family, how we're interacting, and what I want it to actually be like. So, I have a question for you, though. When sure. you looked up and you noticed, and you noticed all this, you know, people are on their on tablets and laptops and phones and stuff. Did you? And you said the baby was asleep. Did you look over at the baby and notice that the baby was asleep on top of a tablet with the Cradle app open? <laughs> yes, yes, that is exactly what happened. Yeah. That is now the new reality. <laughs> like the, the cradle app is literally just like a picture of a, like a like a deep shot picture of a cradle with like toys and stuff around it, and I just see the baby like huddle up on the on the tablet, just like sleeping. You're ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> uh, but you love me. Yeah, uh, maybe. I don't know. Uh, well, there, there goes my dream, hopes and dreams. I'm shattered. <laughs> no, I. Do. I'm broken. I'm broken. Oh, all right, Brian, what was your nerdy thing this week? For my nerdy thing this week, I have decided to compete with Michael for the most non-nerdy nerdy thing of all time. Burn in hell. 
I bought a chair. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> what makes the chair nerdy? Nothing really. <laughs> it's a it. I I've been. I get shit for set. buying a nerdy shirt, and you've like I bought a chair. I'm nerdy. Huh? No, you. no, you don't get shit for buying a nerdy shirt. That's actually viably nerdy. You bought a hat at Disneyland. It was a nerdy hat. What was it? I don't even remember the hat now. It was a fedora, Michael. It was a oh. fedora. Oh yeah. <laughs> shit about um, that. I it's a sort of chair. Um, I have been beset with horrible back pain this week. Like. My lumbar has been killing me, um, actually, for the last, like, month. Well, um, when my internet went out, yeah, um, that Monday I didn't have back pain. Oh, wow. Because I hadn't been sitting in front of my computer. And the, I guess my chair is just murdering my back. So I looked for a chair with lumbar support, and they have this, this sort of chair with this, like, giant flexible cushion on the back that, like, moves with your body. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's like a four hundred dollar chair. I'm I'm I needed a chair. I need it was investment time. I've been saving up for a while, and it was like, do I do this before I move? Do I do this now? And it was like, well, I'm not going to be any good moving if I, my back is killing me. That's a solid point. It's a very good point. Super so, solid. Yeah. So I bought a chair. Um, it really. I mean, if you want to stretch it and make it nerdy, I compared chairs on Amazon, but I guess that's just like what you do when you shop. I mean, I bought it electronically and I, I feel like that's a nerdy the, thing because you I feel like need that. that too. Yeah, you need your chair to do the podcast work, to do your photography work. Like you do a lot of that on the computer. It's definitely a it's definitely nerdy. I was working on some digital drawings. That. I was working on some digital drawings this week while watching Supernatural and and reading up on Star Trek at the same time. And I thought, you know, I need a chair. See how I slipped in nerdy stuff. Mm-hmm. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but you know, I want to compete with Michael for most non nerdiest things. So <laughs> it's officially I bought a chair. Okay. So uh-huh. Michael, what kind of hat did you buy this week? Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> no. Well, you see, I have had uh, a pretty busy last couple of weeks. Like my my week has turned into the uh, my la- oh last week because I wasn't on last week's episode either has been extremely busy. But in the time that I was away, I was able to start and run uh, or get started and run successfully my first session for, uh, of uh, Pathfinder. Awesome! That's my so nerd. you'd never GM'd before. Not Pathfinder. It, well, now, were you running an adventure from the book, or were you running your own thing from in the setting? I had um, my I was using the campaign setting for from Matt Mercer for Taldore, and I have I'm pretty much running my own adventure for them. Now you have to do five E to Pathfinder conversion for that. Only on a couple of items, but other than that, it's uh, it's flowing together really nice. Yeah, because those books are mostly flavor. Yeah, the book is mostly flavor for that. Um, the only thing that really comes in is that there's a couple M- uh, NPC blocks that I'm using, and I had to go over and make sure there was nothing really clashing in the rules. Now, I actually have something to bring up about that, Michael. Yes. Now, most of the time, my Saturday nights are free, and I didn't even receive the slightest invite to be involved in this at all. And I'm kind of wondering, what the fuck is up with that? Ooh, now you're in trouble. Ah. <laughs> uh, don't be mad, but I, you just didn't come to mind. 
<laughs> oh, the Pathfinder Venture Captain didn't come to mind, who's also your best friend. I'm going to have to go first, with fuck your you, first Michael. Pathfinder GM. Fuck you, I... Michael. <laughs> yes, I committed a faux pas by not asking you to join the party, and I and I do apologize for that. I, I, I think I know the real reason. Why? Because I'm a fucking annoying rules lawyer, and you didn't want to deal with it. Don't see through my shit. It's true. <laughs> it's my first game. Okay, look, it's my first time running a campaign, and I really want to 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 get through this. I don't. <laughs> I didn't want to know a rules lawyer. See, see, that's the truth, and I I can accept and that. You know what? You you could have still invited him. You're the GM, and he could just try to rules lawyer you, and you could just be like, "Shut the fuck up," because you're the GM. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm, true. I'm, but I mean, you you know this, Erica. I'm an intimidating player. I would still tell you to shut the fuck up. Yeah, that's true. But you're my sister. You 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 tell me to shut the fuck up before I open my mouth. That's true. But I will. I'm, no, I'm I, I I kind of figured that you had your own group already thought of, and I didn't. I wasn't. My my feelings weren't hurt or anything. I just wanted to mess with you a little. I bit. will. I will say. You know. You know. I do apologize for not inviting you. I should have at least brought it up to you, and I do apologize about that. It's no big deal. You did. You didn't have any obligation to. Yeah. Well, you're my friend, so I should have said something. So I should have said something. Oh my god. What? Oh my god. Okay. So I'm sitting here and I figured I'd look at my Google calendar to make sure that everything I have for the next week is on while I'm recording. And guess what I realized? What? I fucked up and forgot Chris's best friend's birthday. It was like three fucking weeks ago. I am a shitty wife. I did not remind him it was his best friend's birthday. Oh, no. Fuck. I don't know what to do. Don't you guys have a shared calendar? Yes. That's not 100% your fault. Yeah, but Chris didn't look at anything. I gotta tell him <laughs> everything. Oh, damn you it. You need to get a hold of his best friend and be like, hey, did your gift ever show up? And get your ass on Amazon. <laughs> it's a solid point. Uh, he doesn't listen or, to the podcast, or, right? Or, I have... Uh, I don't know if he does. So, uh, or I have a better option. I can go down to Epic Loot and get him a gift card and then a card and be like, hey, we haven't seen you in a couple weeks, but we got you this. And hi, because I haven't seen him in a couple weeks. And date the card. Don't give him the receipt for, for Epic Loot. <laughs> no, I won't. Uh, I, but I date, the, like, date the card like a couple weeks ago or like in the card. Right. Man, we really need to see you more. We miss you, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a shitty fucking wife. God damn. Right. No, you're not. Life gets hectic and busy, and you put babies to sleep on tablets. Erica's gonna win nerdiest what? thing. <laughs> Erica's gonna win nerdiest thing this week for freaking the hell out on the podcast. It's that was fantastic. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, "I have to go." The like something happened with the kids, or but she's just like, "I forgot my husband's best friend's oh, birthday three weeks ago." I'm shitty, that, and I'm like, I think that strikes me as funny like, about it is. Erica's taking the opportunity of her exception of being on the podcast to be totally fucking plugged in on her unplugged weekend and be like checking calendars and stuff. As long as she's recording, okay, no, she's allowed to. On. No, the reason I jumped on my calendar was because I got a Google invite 
to the hike that we're doing tomorrow. So I had to get the address anyway. And I had to invite our other friend sending it to his Gmail. And that's what I was doing when I realized I forgot the birthday. Oh, my. Okay, you're forgiven. Sure. Oh, my. <laughs> How did the game go, Michael? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, right. That's the thing. Oh, well, the day leading up to the game was a slight fiasco because I had to put new struts on my car and we had to fight the very last strut for two and a half hours. So we started the game a half hour late with me and one of my players who is a new player, by the way, um, almost completely fried out. We were because we had both been out there the entire time. We were just fried, but you still had fun. Oh yes. We still had a very good game. Um, I allowed two of my players. They had used their characters in a one shot a couple weekends before. And I was starting everybody out at level two. And when they came in and after this one shot, they had, they had fought and gained stuff. They were almost, they were both close to level four and I made the exception to let them in. I think I thought they had like maybe 300 gold a piece. They ended up having almost 3000 gold a piece. And I, and they decided they wanted to go shopping. That was my biggest mistake for the night was I let these rich assholes go shopping. And one of them, um, we're starting in Amon, the capital city of Taldore, um, in the in the book. And one of and one of the players that had almost three thousand gold watches Critical Role. They went and found the the famous uh, shop from Critical Role and decided to go there. I had to come up with a Gilmore impression on the spot. It wasn't easy. This, me, this means nothing to me. What do you mean, again? Erica and I are both like, who? In Sorry, the it's right. It's right. <laughs> she don't watch Critical Role. Sean Gilmore is a very flamboyant uh, wi- uh, wizard. I think I think he. Is. I can't remember if he's a wizard or or a sorcerer, but he's very flamboyant, very garish, and he runs Gilmore's Glorious Goods, which is, is gay. Uh, oh, oh, well, yeah. He he had a he had a romantic trice with Vax, so yeah. Okay, you could have just said flamboyantly gay. Michael, Michael, yes, Trist. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> thank you anyway and they were shopping there and holy hell it took a while but it was good i let one of them buy buy a, a nice new dagger and when i and i didn't realize how much money they had until i told them the pricing for enchanting uh, a spear and they were like okay yeah we'll do that and then i'll take three health potions and i went fuck so yeah, you're much nicer than me because I always uh, whenever that's happening, I make them like haggle for shit. Like there's no like actual like price matrix thing for them. Like my person like goes, oh, well, you have to understand it's like da, 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 in this big story. I'm like, so it's really like nine thousand gold. And well, then so they I have to they haggle were, me down. I thought they were like super broke. So I told I told them a thousand for that enchantment and they were like, OK, no problem. And I was like, fuck, show and hire. Yeah, that was your plan. Always start higher. It might be the saleswoman in me. I don't know. <laughs> so, but other than that, we had a good time. Um, our their dwarf ranger uh, knocked a fifteen-year-old kid unconscious. Uh, okay. With the butt of his axe. Sounds to like make you feel role. better to make to feel better to make you guys feel better. The kid was a pickpocket. Still that sounds like critical make me feel role. Better. Well, remember, fourteen is the age of consent in that world. <laughs> Well, did you, were you, 
were you checking in on the the chat last night when Anthony, because um, Anthony has started watching Campaign Two of Critical Role? Um, no, I didn't. But he spent. Let's, let's bar- save that and oh. do voting so we can actually talk about the topic that we're going to talk about. This is yeah, true. Mike. Uh-huh. Other, um, in other words, Erica, you take it here. What do you say when Michael goes on? Shut the fuck up, Michael. There you go. So, um, <laughs> Erica, you were first this week. Who do you vote for? How many widgets do you give? You have four. Yeah, I have four. Um, I am very proud of Brian getting a new chair because I know how much he doesn't actually like to spend money. So uh, kudos to you because I think it's going to be very good for you. And uh, so I'm going to give you two. And uh, Michael, um, even though you're an asshole to Brian and didn't invite him, um, (laughs) I'm very proud of you for jamming your first game. So you also get two. It doesn't feel like you're that proud. I gave you two fucking widgets. What do you want? All right, I'm good anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Michael wants eternal immunity from shut the fuck up, Michael. That's not going to happen. That's the only thing he ever wants. Um, Erica, from me, you get one. I get one. Michael gets one. And then my last one, Erica. Yay. I can agree with with that. Michael widgets where for? Widgets where for? Yes. Wherefore <laughs> thou thou art will you place your four widgets? Well, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be that guy and two to Brian because you know you actually getting a chair is a big deal because I have had times where sitting in the wrong kind of chair for too long of a time can kill your back terribly. Plus I'm sitting in a very old chair right now, so I'm a little envious. So you get two. And Erica, you get two because you, you lived you lived out the topic of the podcast and made it your nerdy thing and that's awesome and you also gave me an awesome awesome image of a, of a cute little baby sleeping on top of a tablet's warm glow <laughs> well guess what <laughs> unlike unlike michael's hat brian's chair won Woo, brian's chair i don't even think i got one vote for that hat when i when i brought it up <laughs> i mean I in 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 my defense, I defended you saying that collecting hats is actually like a collector's thing. It is. I do Makes collect hats. I do. I do. I collect hats. And Brian, and they're all fedoras. Oh. They're not all fedoras. <laughs> I have one fedora and a cowboy hat and then like 80,000 baseball caps. Okay. I collect fedoras. It's one Fedor- of the only hats I look adorable in. You, Erica knows why Brian has a war on Michael's hats. No. Why do you have a war on my hats? Brian is actually jealous because he can't wear hats. Oh, right. hats oh yeah. <laughs> That's true. Brian can't wear hats. He can't ever find a hat that fits him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I once went shopping for a bike helmet and I got measured and um, they measure bike helmets in centimeters and my head is 63 centimeters around. You know what the highest hat size you can get is? 63. <laughs> Ooh. Otherwise, you have to have them custom made and 63 is hard to find. But anyway... I won. Not I get the if you go, So, so uh, my husband, Rusty, also likes hats. And there is a hat shop here in Dayton uh, in the Oregon district that has all sorts of shapes. And, like, it's just a hat shop. And it's not a baseball hat shop. It's, like, just awesome hats. Like, all sorts of awesome hats. And they carry really big ones and really small ones. 
So FYI, whenever you come to visit. And I just want to make a quick shout out to Heather. Erica said Oregon District. Ha 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 ha. Uh, uh, why no, is that? No. <laughs> we have a pronunciation war over the state name. Oh, well, the state's Oregon. Oh. <laughs> He's like, damn it. <laughs> the, the district in Dayton is called the Oregon. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> that, that was the best letdown. <laughs> oh. She's going right, to love fine. that. <laughs> oh, that is awesome. All right. So, what are we talking about today, Michael? Today, we are talking about. St- about spacefaring starships and what type of starships do you want to live in? I literally just reread that. No, today we're talking about starships. Ones we like, ones that we kind of don't like, and ones that we would love to have in our possession. Sorry, I just realized I'm on a podcast. Nobody can see me twiddle my fingers a little menacingly. So, Erica, Erica, to you, in your personal, personal thought, mm-hmm. what makes a good starship? Um... Uh... See, this is what I don't I don't know. There's so many starships and stuff that I like and I'm terrible with names. So uh, but what makes a good starship? Yeah. What makes a good starship? It's like what like if you were there, you 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 got to be on it. What would what would make it good? Like what what needs to be there? Uh, well, definitely not the fucking Enterprise, because they're always getting their shit blown up. And I don't understand why they can't make something that doesn't get blown up all the time. Um, actually, you actually, I disagree with you on that. The Enterprise is actually a very tough ship, it, considering what it took to destroy just the original Constitution class. I mean, in the D it's itself, always amazing. getting broken. Well, always. we don't know. We well, okay. The Enterprise, the Enterprise A, and the Enterprise D were very tough ships. I can't speak for the B or C because we don't see their service life. But okay, I'm first just, off, I have no fucking idea what you're talking about right now. Jesus Christ, talking, you're a fucking nerd. <laughs> I am talking about the 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 Enterprise that Picard is on, the Enterprise is all, which is always getting fucking broken they're like this drive's not working or that's not working every time they get in a firefight every fucking time their shields go down and then something gets broken it's like make better shields i don't fucking know do something better it just it just seems stupid so your your idea of what makes a good starship is one that's a whole lot more reliable than the federation starships thank you brian yes that is what i'm saying you're all about Klingon starships because they don't fucking break for no reason. Yes, exactly. They don't. Or, the, or a Romulan warbird because they run on black holes. Yeah. That's really cool. I didn't know that, but that's really cool. There were, there oh, were yeah, stars, yeah. This is, is, this a, is going to be hole. the episode. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Michael. Uh, and Romulan warbirds, their their star drive is, uh, a ma- is an artificial uh, manufactured black hole in the heart of the ship. Wow. That's cool. I didn't know that either. Yeah. That's like really cool. It's sort of like what the TARDIS runs on. By the way, that counts, by the way. It does. It does. Yeah, the TARDIS does count as a starship. Mm. She goes, mm. <laughs> um, For me, um, I want to be able to live in it. I don't want it to be like Captain Jack's starship from, um, from um, Doctor Who, where it's like a single compartment with a little storage bay in the back, and you're flying around and... You you basically only have a computer to talk to that can make you martinis. This uh, is like a camper. Yeah, yeah. I guess his is more like a camper. Um, actually, that's not that bad. <laughs> yeah. 
He's like, shit, he's right. That's not so bad. I've been camping. That's actually like for a single person flying around and being like, especially like Captain Jack. That's not that bad. That's sort of like perfect for him. Oh, yeah. um, Got to pull up stakes at, at a moment's notice. Yeah, it's easy. But I like the idea of a ship with that has living that has living quarters for a crew has individual rooms instead of like dorm areas. Mm-hmm. Um, I like recreation areas. Um, examples I can think of are like the basketball court and um, the Serenity, um, the holodeck and Star Trek. Um, but I don't want to be on like a like a ship with like a thousand people on it. I mean, that just sounds insane. That just it that's like living in a like like living in a hotel or an apartment building. Um, I I think um, for me, what makes a good starship is things that benefit the psychological hardships of space travel. But I guess I'm coming from the point of view is I'm going to be on this thing for a long freaking time. I'm not just using it as a transport from one planet to another. Well, see that I guess that's that was one of the things I was going to say. And then I thought about how crappy the Enterprise was, was um, re- oh. shut up, Michael, shut the fuck up. I have an opinion. The Enterprise needs to stop getting blown up. So it was only blown up five times. F- five times too fucking many. You've got a goddamn flaw if that's the case. There's so, a lot of casualties when that shit blows up. That's bad. Exactly. They, yeah. Not if they blow up the bottom part first to get everybody under the saucer, and then they get the saucer onto a planet, and then the saucer blows up. That's happened. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, that's what I was have- gonna. Now, no, hold on, hold on, one sec. I'm sorry, but they had the freaking ship counselor pilot the ship when that happened. It was like, you know who would be a good person to take charge of the ship? The, the psychiatrist. Deanna <laughs> uh, Troy. Yes. Yeah, she is the last person. I agree with you. She is the last person that should be piloting a starship. Who is the pilot on gener- on generations? Is it Data? Data, um, Lieutenant yeah. Commander Data is also a con officer. He helped, he does hel- helm the ship. Uh, during the series before Wesley went to the Academy when he was an acting ensign, he was also a helms officer. Oh, also for psychological stuff, um, I got to bring up the Millennium Falcon because it has that awesome chessboard. That yes. chess is so cool. So what I was going to say before Michael started this Enterprise nonsense again is... <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I was going to say a ship that um, supports life and not just the biological necessities of life, which is good, you know, being able to recycle water, et cetera, et cetera. But a ship that supports the the mental as well as physical well-being. And I have to disagree with you on one thing, Brian. I think having an extremely large ship like um, the Galactica, where like there's like just thousands of people is good for society not bad for society like it, it, it's good oh i wasn't talking about for society i was talking about like me personally what would like, you do if you only could talk to nine people well it's like, not like you're only going to be on the ship you're going places and i mean i'm always been real like family oriented like i have a few friends and i'm really close to them and you know that's what it would be like for me on a big giant generation ship. Anyway, I would be close with a few people. No, oh, maybe that's true. I can kind of see that. Yeah, it's sort of like roommates in space. 
in, in on a small ship. And I like that. I like that that whole like and you have a lot more freedom. You don't have to go through any kind of giant bureaucratic structure. Like mm-hmm. if you're a passenger on the Enterprise, you go in wherever the hell the Federation wants you to go. It's sort of like being on a battleship. It's exactly what it is because that's what it's based on. Um, so you mean like having more control? Yeah, you're you're more insular society. I I I um I think for me what makes a good starship is it's small. There's more freedom. Plus it makes up for the survival. Like it has, you can actually live on it. You can actually have a life on it. So you have things to occupy yourselves. You have recreational facilities. I, I kind of like the Serenity better than the Serenity way of doing that than um, Star Trek because Star Trek was like society based. Where Serenity, it was all about that small crew. Like the crew is the family, and you have you have a sports ball court. I mean, mm-hmm. they weren't playing basketball. They were playing some weird game, and I'm sure there's some wiki somewhere that has decided what that game was. It looked like a blend between basketball and that one South American sport with the hoop. I um, think it was I can't just remember what it's called. whatever basketball ended up being in the future. Yeah, <laughs> probably, honestly. Michael, what makes a good starship? A lot of things. But no, uh, I agree with you, though. For a good starship, a good starship, what includes on a good starship is the ability to create comfort living, even in... You, uh, even in a cramped space, even with cramped space, like if you are on something like as big as like the Enterprise uh, D, which is a very large vessel, or the or the Galactica, as big as it is, like trying to find comforts and being able to sit there and be like, okay, I can be here for a long period of time and not lose my mind, basically. And also the recreation, uh, having the ability to have recreation, and uh, also the uh, ship's accessibility to a planet. Because some some starships cannot enter planet atmosphere, so the ship's ability to transfer you from ship to surface, whether it be from some kind of transporter or shuttles, and with the thought of uh, like how many shuttles would there be, would it be hard for you to to use one of the shuttles to get to a planet? Um, so basically, a ship's accessibility to exterior structures is, is what, what you could say. Uh, also. Um I have to bring up design. It has to look cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I agree with you. It's totally we'll, look cool. We'll get that into that more when we talk about our favorite starships. Favorite? Oh, our favorite, yes. Uh, favorite. Our favorite. I'm sticking to it. I said that on purpose. Yeah. Favorite. Owning it. Favorite. We're taking Stone it cold. I Stone Cold su- Steve you know Austin. If, mm. you, if you're owning it, I can totally support you on that. Yes. Own. Let's see if I can manage to keep it up for the rest of the episode. <laughs> also, you, I, I personally, you know, in a lot of cases, I think the ships should have. Very, oh my god, he put it into the outline already. I looked right as I looked down. Uh, but no, uh, also uh, a ship's onboard computer, any kind of any kind of uh, computer system that you're going to have on there, I would think needs to be very com- competent. Um, just in case something happens to where you are maybe the only one running uh, a station when it's supposed to be like three people, the ship can, the ship's computer can help compensate for that. Oh yeah. You need to have a backup system. So the thing can be piloted by one person, no matter how big the ship is. Hmm. Yeah, I can see that for sure. And a lot, and a lot of starships have that ability, whether it be from activating AI constructs that, that, you know, man stations, or if the ship is, can be completely automated through voice command. 
because you you have to have very good backups in an extreme emergency situation, especially when you're in space. Yeah, I was going to say that has to do with, you know, being in a vacuum. Like if something goes wrong, everybody dies. That's just the thing that's going to happen. Oh, yes. Agreed. So that's something that's that you need to be aware of. So putting that in perspective, think about this. So what if there was a spaceship that created enough of its own gravitational pull that you could create an atmosphere, not only inside, but outside the spaceship that allowed people to be out in space? Starkiller base. That's something that was actually like explored in something because i've never seen that before with like can you imagine like a ship that has like a garden outside that'd be fantastic that'd be really hard because you'd have to have if you the ship would have to stay close to a surrounding star for warmth for the at least the outside or you'd have to find a way to create artificial light and then have the 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 basically the light uh appear to be generating the heat that's necessary for uh atmospheric containment yeah it's sci-fi they do a thing yeah, they do a thing. Just expand the shields out far enough and you're Yeah, you, you just need that one line where it's like, thank God we have that thing that was invented. Man, I can't yeah. believe we have a garden on the backside of the hole. That's awesome. Thank God blah, blah, blah invented blah, blah, blah. Exactly. Because, yeah. Um, now, I know a, the idea, sorry, about gravitational pull usually has to do with like some sort of you know, motion. Like, like uh, I don't know if you saw the movie with Chris Pratt and Jennifer, what's her name? No, I heard that movie was awful, so I didn't watch it. Oh, I actually enjoyed it quite a bit. Uh, Je- what's the fucking name from the Hunger Games? Oh, um, yeah, yeah, Jennifer Lawrence. Um, Lawrence, I forget, yeah. I forget the name of that one too, but yeah, that. What was the name of the movie? I can't remember. I it was know. Passengers or something like Passengers. that. Passengers. Passengers, yeah. So, like, when you're looking at, like, that spaceship and, like, the credits, or not credits, the commercials or whatever, like, it's got that rotation for gravity, you know, supposed to create the artificial gravity. Basically a centrifugal force motion device. Yeah, it was the, yeah. the first time that was actually used was in 2001 A Space Odyssey. Yes. but It's, what it's I'm, technically viable technology, but they haven't really explored it. So, but what I'm saying, instead of, like, using that type of thing, what if there was, like, you're talking about the, the is it the Klingons that have the black hole? Or the Romulans? Yeah, Romulans. Romulans that have the black hole. What if you had, like, if you have a black hole, like, an artificial black hole, not only for energy inside of your spaceship, which, by the way, I'm not even sure how, science fiction, science fiction, moving on. Star so, Trek. <laughs> <laughs> but if you... But if you have that capability, then you have, that's a lot of fucking gravity. There's a lot of shit you could do with that. Oh, I guarantee there, that star drive also probably powers our artificial, gener- artificial gravity generators. Yeah, that's what I, that's exactly what I just said. Michael, and I'm agreeing. You, you repeated okay. what she said. I just wanted to point that out. You just said the thing she said after she said it. Because, yeah, and you I'm know. confirming. No, I said it in a different way, and I confirmed it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep telling yourself that, big boy. Uh, Shut the fuck up, Brian. Oh. Which you know what? Like this <laughs> is anybody else's mind blown by gravity? Anybody else? Is it just me? Yeah, it blew it up and then it forced it back down. Um, how gravity changes time? Yes. Yes. Gravity Agreed. fucking 
it it nothing exists without gravity. Nothing, right? So it keeps us where we are. We've we we've take I take that for granted every fucking day. You know, I drop something and it breaks. I'm like, fuck. But then when you think about it, nothing would exist without gravity, without the gravitational waves, without it, you know, it being able to bend space and time and in in keeping us on the planet and ex- making the universe expand. But you know what? We don't actually know what gravity is. We just gave it a fucking name. It's a force created by movement. No, not exactly movement. No, because it. Okay, so gravitational waves were created because the two black holes came together, right? Oh, you're beyond me now. Keep going. Yeah. Am I? Yeah. I oh. believe you're. I believe you're right. Yes. Okay. So Einstein's theory of relativity has to do with gravitational waves. We were just able to measure them because two black holes collided. And when they collided, you have to, you know, you think about a black hole, they're just basically collapsing in on each other. That's creating a gravitational wave, you know? And yes, I guess there is movement, but we are, we are measuring like gravity within the molecules it's just it's absolutely fucking mind-blowing that we have this thing that we take for granted that nothing would fucking exist without nothing you know if we took took, sorry i'm 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 just want to point out real quick that when we started this episode we were actually talking about doing it erica was like hey starship space you know i'm gonna be a little bit in the back seat on this one because i don't know stuff and now she is nerding the fuck out and blowing us away but know, not about it. spaceships, about yep. gravity. Yeah, but you know, science fiction. So that you're you're hitting the science angle pretty damn hard. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm all I'm saying is gravity is this amazing thing that we take for granted that nothing in the universe would would exist without, and we really don't know that much about it. We know how it works, but we don't know why. Or where it comes from or anything. Yeah, movement can create gravity. Yeah, but that's an artificial gravity. What is actually creating gravity? Maybe somebody knows and I just don't know. You know what? I heard that gravity was created by rotations of the planets. But, you know, I've also heard that different objects of size have gravity, too. So what the hell? Yeah, where does it come from? I guess, yeah, I don't understand it at all. So no one does. Because, you know, if I don't get it, no one does. <laughs> well, I I mean, there might be somebody out there that that can tell me more about gravity. But I've done some fucking research because when they announced the gravitational waves like two years ago, I was like, oh, my God. I was like, I feel like this is like so important. And, and honestly, I'm not a scientist, but I almost wonder if it has something to do with the dark matter that we can't can't, you know see or interact with we just know is fucking there so anyways i did a lot of stuff on it and i just it, i couldn't get a satisfactory answer of what gravity like truly the consistency of it i guess okay so i'm done what's your favorite category <laughs> of starship like what's your favorite category like we we came up with examples in our outline um we have generation fighter interceptor command freighter science um, space station. Um, what's your favorite, your favorite category? My favorite category. Um, hmm. I really like the ship, the guardians of the galaxies on, I think that's pretty cool. 
I I like that too. And I think they 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 pulled it directly out of the comic. So it's not it's not um it's not inspired by Serenity like so many people have been saying. Yeah, I I mean I I think it looks cool. It seems to have all of the the things you're talking about as far as like comforts and stuff, like they, you know, but it's also on the smaller side. Yeah, it's pretty cool. But I also really like the ship um God damn it, Mass Effect Andromeda. I like that ship a lot too. I never played the game. I don't even know what it's called. I should look it up. Brian, I'm gonna need you to look it up for me. Okay. Um my favorite like category of ship, you know, I it it's gonna sound hypocritical because I really like generation ships. I like the idea of it. Um, what do you mean uh, generation ships? Like generation, lots of generation people on it? Like children? A generation ship is a ship that's traveling for so long that the people who left aren't alive anymore when it arrives. Their grandchildren are now piloting the ship. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Uh, maybe. I don't know, because, you know, it's contested depending on where they're going because of the space-time differential that you you actually live a lot longer. I mean, that was one of the biggest things in Ender's Game is, uh, well, the series, not the, well, no, it's in that, too, because that's how they, they keep that, uh, that General Rick guy alive, is, like, if the if the ship is traveling, you're actually moving through time at a slower rate. Oh yeah, I I just I'm thinking of several stories where it happened. I got introduced to it on actual. Now a little backstory on this episode. Michael wanted to talk about Voyager today, but I thought it was a little bit too specific to just focus on Starship Voyager because I haven't watched the show in a really long time, and I, I had a feeling we were all going to be kind of out of it except for Michael. Because he's watched the whole thing recently. But there's mm. an episode of Voyager where there's like a time split and they end up running into a Voyager from an alternate timeline where Voyager turned into a generation ship where it flew for so long that the grandchildren are now or the children are now piloting the ship. Mm. I think we lost Michael. Did we? No, I'm thinking about the episode. <laughs> I We didn't lose Michael. Michael went into his audience mode. Where he's so <laughs> caught up in the conversation that he's not participating. Happens. Well, I, but also because uh, they did an episode similar to that on uh, uh, Star on uh, Star Trek Enterprise, where they where it became a generation ship. But uh, uh, technically, Voyager would have been a gener. Uh, it was a, it did become a generation ship because it, they did have uh, children. There were children on it. Uh, Naomi Wild. Uh, Wildman, she was born on Voyager. It would have been a true generation ship if they had made the entire 70-year voyage home, but they made it back in seven years. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was muted. Sorry. Voyager was interesting because the ship was a science vessel. It was never designed to be a generation ship. Nope. It just got stranded. So. Yeah. It's kind of I never watched Voyager at all, so yeah. I don't know anything about it. So okay. it's about a it's about a, a science vessel that gets warped to another galaxy, and they have to learn to use their resources differently than the other Star Trek shows because they're they oh, well. weren't designed to be traveling for a really long time. They're not meant to do a five year mission. They're meant to do a two week mission. Yeah. Oh fuck. 
Yeah, yeah Voyager so was had... a Voyager's a fifteen deck Intrepid class science vessel that is designed to go out, like Brian said, just about two weeks and do experiments. It was uh, the Intrepid class was invented right right as the Dominion War and everything was ending, and and Starfleet was wanting to get back to its roots of being a exploration society, exploration um, organization. And, and like they had to do a thing on the show where they actually had to turn off the replicators to save the um yeah. the what is it dilithium crystals? Yeah, they're they're the dilithium crystals. They had to they they're before they because they had to find places where they could get more dilithium crystal to manufacture more starship fuel. Um, so Voyager ended up being a ship with a kitchen yeah. because they had to turn off the replicators. They had a chef. Yeah. Yeah, it's a pretty interesting show. I mean, oh, yeah. it was it was Matt's favorite sci-fi show. I yeah. never watched it with him. They did. Yeah. They had they had uh, replicator rations. You had uh, like you would see in episodes where it'd be like, yeah, I saved up like I I well one episode it's like oh nice clarinet yeah saved up a week of replicator rations uh, and ate Neelix's food for that week so I could make it. Wow. Okay. Yeah, it, it answered a lot of the questions like on on Star Trek Next Generation. Anybody can make anything they wanted at any time using the replicators. Yeah. And it was sort of like, well, what are the resources for that? And Voyager answered that question. Um, I also like, I, I like more, I like the little interceptor ships that have one pilot. Um, you see them in Galactica and you see them in Star Wars, like TIE fighters. Oh, yeah, little interceptors. Actually, TIE, TIE fighters aren't the Empire interceptor. I don't know what the Empire interceptor is. Um, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a little bit smaller than a standard Star Destroyer, if I remember right. And it's meant for get in, get out. I think the biggest, in, the, the interesting thing about, um, Star Wars was the, the Empire had the resources to have fighters where the, where the rebels only had interceptors because the, um, the X-Wings were repurposed. They were, they weren't, they weren't fighter ships. They were no, in they, and out ships. Yeah, they weren't stand. They weren't standard fighters. They were meant for bombardments and getting the hell out of there. They were, that's why they were so fast. You see that in the Force Awakens, where Poe gets to pilot the Tie Fighter, and he's like, "I've always wanted to fly one of these." Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I just thought he always wanted to fly one of those. I, don't know. I didn't think about it. Well, that too. <laughs> <laughs> um, Michael, what's your favorite category of starship? See, I'm. Oh, stuck I lost it. Sorry, favorite. <laughs> Damn. <clears throat> Pardon me. Um, for me, it, it's I'm actually tied between science and exploration because exploration is borderline generations. Like uh, the Enterprise D from the gener- uh, Star Trek: The Next Generation TV show was a galaxy class starship, then it was de- deemed an exploration vehicle. They were meant to go out for long periods of time. Um, if they had to go onto a five year mission without touching a bay, without touching a star base, they could. Which is amazing sustainability. Plus, they had schools and kids on that ship. For like, a lot of science officers would be like, "Well, I want to go on this assignment, but I don't want to leave my I don't want to leave my wife and kid. Bring them along. There's room." Yeah, Yeah. make me feel like a nerd failure. You have (laughs) such an encyclopedic knowledge of all these different ship models from different shows and movies. I try. I, I guess it reflects your your real world interest in ships. Yeah, I, I Navy ships and and starships. I love them. I think they're great. Oh wow! You should talk with my dad. He'll talk to you forever about ships. I did. You did? When did you meet my dad? We had him in an episode. Oh, <laughs> yeah. 
Oh. <laughs> That's right. Um. Sorry, Dad. If you're listening, which you might be. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe, baby. So, but, so yeah, I'm, I'm between the science vessel and the exploration ve- uh, vessels. And it's basically because of the technology that they do put on them. And, uh, not, uh, exploration vehicles actually have nice complements of defensive measures. And I'm not just talking about like they can blow stuff out of the stars. I mean, usually their shields are a little bit better than some of the standard ships. Mm-hmm. Do you like the space battleship Yamato? No, Yamato, yes. Uh, um, the teeth. It's from the anime Star Blazers. Yeah. Uh, let me let me share a picture, Erica, so you can actually see this shit. And I have not seen sky. I have not seen anything from Star Blazers in years. But what I liked about the Yamato was they made it look like an old World War II battleship. Do you see it, Erica? Oh yeah, that's cool. It's arguably one of the more famous uh, starships out there. Yeah, it's uh, anime has its own starship culture. Yes, you can uh, you can really dig into it and look at Robotech and Gundam and look at all sorts of cool stuff for years. Well, uh, yeah, because I own all the Robotech. Do you really? Yes. Do you know I own all the Robotech role playing game? Do you? I mm-hmm. I just own the DVDs. I used to watch them when I was a kid. I not I only them. own Robotech, I own Macross. Uh-huh. Whoa, you own Macross? Mm-hmm. Whoa. I I have a. Uh, the Robotech Macross DVDs. All right, we we are at fifty eight. We're gonna do like ten more minutes, so we and before we do our wrap up. So let's do our favorite ships, our ships we want to live the on. Ship you want to be on. Yes. Mm. Um. So do you want to go first, Erica? Because I know you're gonna. It first has kind of been a disadvantage for you in this topic. Uh, I don't mind going first because I know everybody's gonna disagree with me, so that's totally fine. Uh, I want to be on Discovery. You want to be on? Oh, you mean the one that breaks and destroys tons of Star Trek cannon? Yeah, I knew that's where this was gonna go. I have yeah, watched it. It's, fine. I it's not a bad ship, though. It's have not. Have you a watched ship. the show, Michael? I have only seen a little bit of it. Then that's your fucking problem. Yeah, Erica loves that show, and Erica nice taste goes fine. parallel. My, my one qualm with Discovery is why did we go back in time more? Why do we need to? Why do we need to go back in time? I would rather go forward. But that's that's really my only big qualm about it. Yeah, I it, it, when, when I was hearing about a new Star Trek show, I wanted to find out what happens after Generations. I really did. Um, it was disappointing to me, but I don't mind. I mean, it's nice to find out about Spock's sister. Yeah. Yeah, Spock has a sister. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I mean, people can argue about it all they want about how, like, why didn't it ever come up, come up before? But they explained it on the show. I didn't hear the explanation for it. Well, watch the show. Yeah. Watch more of it. If, you know what? If you let all your preconceived notions about Star Trek go and watch it for what it actually is, it's really good. And it ties into Star Trek. It truly does. It explains why the Federation is the way that it is. It well, does a better co- job of flashbacking than Enterprise. Well, they're, well, they're supposed to be covering uh, the the war between the, the the big war between the Federation and the Klingons that everybody hints at. They cover that in a lot more. Yeah. I'll, I'll yeah, like they also the cover the fallout of the Mugenics War. Mm-hmm. That's something that's really interesting to me. That's one reason why I haven't completely written this show off. Um, but one thing I like, though, is like, I, I don't know if it's just me, but have you noticed how the Discovery looks uh, like reminiscent of uh, like a type of Klingon warship before? 
like in the past from the past like the way the way the 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 uh warp nacelles come off of it and are hard lined like they don't sweep out or up or anything they're like hard back at on like basically giant triangles to me i think that is it just looks it does look it, a lot like a klingon ship i thought the the um the design looks similar to the reliant from star trek 2 the wrath of khan a little bit i can agree with you on that a little bit i i, I find it to be a very interesting sh- uh, style of ship i really like it i think i think it's spore drive is super cool um i think the the crew is really cool i I just like it it's like it's like it's like star trek but edgier what position would you have on the ship if you worked on it me yeah i'd want to be a science officer you would be a good science officer because you're good with computers and you 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 are good at gathering up a lot of real world knowledge and knowing it practically thanks can you do really like complicated speeches and then out al- and then make a really good analogy to make everybody go, oh, yes, I can. I do it in sales every day. Fuck yeah. <laughs> like putting too much air in a balloon. Yeah. Sometimes I, ha- sometimes I have to explain uh, uh, data, network data and how it's stored and everything for people that barely know how to check on their own email address. So oh, yeah. shit, you are a god. So, yeah, I, d- I explain things simply all the time. Anyway, um, Brian, what about you? What ship do you want to live on? The USS Sulaco. What is that? Michael, do you know? Because I tried, I did, I picked this specifically just to stump you. Shit, Sulaco? Uh-huh. Uh, I think you got me. It's the military ship from Aliens. What? That's the sh- Really? Yeah, because you get to hang out with awesome Marines and talk about talk about sex stories and be all dirty and awesome and and slap on the butt humor and camaraderie and camaraderie camaraderie camaraderie. (laughs) And you get to hang out with Bill Paxton. Yeah. Yeah. He will always be alive for me in that movie. Oh, that is awesome. Until he dies in that movie. <laughs> Game over, man. Game over. Best ad libbed line of all time. Was that ad libbed? It was. Sure. <laughs> oh, you're just making shit up now. That, was, that right there was ad libbed. For a second, I was like, what? No way. He's a genius. <laughs> um, I like that one. Um, I also. Um, I mean, hell, I want to live on the TARDIS. Jesus, of course I want to live on the TARDIS. Saw that fucking coming. I mean, you're going to die or get turned into something. We have a pool? (laughs) I mean, speaking of recreational activities, it has a swimming pool. But, you know, you're on a ship for like 10 years before you know that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Walking through the halls. We have a pool. But, But I want to live on the fourth Doctor's TARDIS where it actually seemed livable and not too crazy. The fourth or fifth Doctor's TARDIS. Okay. Oh, yeah. It it had like a sterile environment kind of feel, though, so that might get old after a while. Well, I liked the first rendition of Matt Smith's TARDIS. I thought it that, that for, to me, that felt super livable. It's a giant kid's toy. Exactly. I loved it. Um, I, I mean, of course I want to live on the Serenity because it, it has everything I want in a ship and fun adventures and... You know what? The didn't really get to go into it on the show because the show lasted so short. But 
the people on the ship change all the time because they pick up passengers. I mean, yeah. they only did it once on the show, but I'm sure it happened in the past. They would have done it, it more. again if the show had if the show had gone longer. I think they would have. I think it would have had. They would have had more episodes like that. They would have had a rotating crew, and it would have been great to see them have like like one episode, like every couple episodes, is like guest of the week almost. I mean, you'd have the episode where somebody who was a passenger before comes back that oh. never appeared on the show. That would be great. By the way, I was going over our topics, and um, I came up with a topic for a future episode where we we make up the season two of, of Firefly. I am so in for that. I thought that would be fun. Oh, that'd be so great. So, Michael, huh. what ship? Oh, oh, and as far as um, what I want to do on these ships, um, yeah, I want to be an IT technician on all of them. <laughs> uh. Took me forever to think of that. <laughs> What can I do? What can I do? What are my strong suits? Uh, computers. I'm in. Uh, I actually daydream about like being in different sci-fi worlds as me, learning how to use their computers and becoming a tech. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and how plausible it would be for me to learn technology mm-hmm. that's a thousand years in the future. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, Michael, what, yes. um, what ship do you want to live on? I'm going to start this by saying there are definitely two ships I wouldn't I would not want to be on. One is Moya, the Leviathan ship from Farscape, because those living conditions would scare me. Okay. And two is the NSEA Protector from Galaxy Quest. That oh, ship had that ship, ship had was more designed problems. based on a TV show. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm out. Plus, if the Thermians are the crew, I would kill myself. They're sweet, they're lovable, but they would grind on my... I guarantee after about a month, they would be grinding on my nerves. And they're also te- tentacle monsters that would challenge your, insa- your sanity. Oh, okay. You're, you're sitting there hanging out one day, somebody forgets to put on their image generator, and you're just, you see a squid person walk by? You would think you're going insane. You know what? I've, I wonder if there's an essay somewhere, but if there isn't, I'd like to write an essay about how Galaxy Quest is actually Lovecraftian horror. Oh, that would be that. cool. I would because love to it read is, that. if you think about it. Tentacle monsters, big lizard guy. Yeah, I could see it. Oh, did I tell you guys? Oh, wait, I'll, I'll save it to the end of the show. So yeah, yeah. Go ahead. That's a good idea. Okay, so those are the two that I would definitely not want to live on. Uh, the, you know, of course, Serenity, you know, because it, it is a very small, personable ship. You know, everybody's family. That's one ship. Uh, the other one, it, uh, the Andromeda Ascendant is another one. because From Andromeda? Mon- yep. I loved that show. That was one yeah. of my favorite shows of all time. And it was, uh, that's one ship that I would, that, that's one ship I would like to be on at least for a little bit because the, where the way it travels and is the slipstream drive, I think is very fun and interesting mm-hmm. to do. Also the, the distances and the reaches they, they travel is so great. Plus if you feel like overwhelmed by, by like the crew that's on there, all you got to do is go find, uh, Seamus Harper, they're basically their head engineer. He's basically just a regular, he's a regular guy. Guy builds bombs for fun though. So you might want to just stand back a little bit. And also, I mean, I, I had a thing for trance. And whenever I, I watched that show, I, I, yeah, I agree. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, yeah. I, who's the character I had a thing for on, um, Far, Farscape. I can't think of her name. Was it the, 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 the really pale white chick? No, the blue, blue girl. Oh, her. God, I can't remember her name. Oh, I never remember her name. She was cool. She scared me a little, but she was cool. Um. Oh no, not Zahn, the other blue one, the one that's more gray. Oh, her. Um. Because Zahn left the show. 
Yeah, she left quick. Oh, man. Can't remember her name either. It's been so long since I've watched Farscape. Gianna. Thank you. She was cool. I liked her. She was cool. Yeah. You ever look up Gigi Edgley, who played her? Doesn't yeah. look anything like her at all. Wow. Yeah. Well, Dargo was like, I wanted him to be my homie. I wanted him to be my best friend. I liked him. I was watching Force Awakens the other day. You appreciate yeah. this, Erica. I was okay. watching Force Awakens the other day, and when Han invited Rey to be on her his crew, I felt jealous. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> oh, you're not the only one, bro. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I Damn. missed that the first time I saw it. You missed that he invited her? Yeah, I missed it completely. I must have gone to the bathroom or something. Oh, yeah. When it, I was like, oh, my God, he offered her to be first mate. Oh, my God. I thought that was so great. That was one that of the also taught us so much. Like Chewie's not first mate. Nope. Anything Chewie's is engineer. Yeah. So, but wow. no, the number one ship that I would be on, like this is like the one. Uh, can you guess it, Brian? The Serenity. Oh, you didn't let me come up with something crazy bullshit that would never love uh, the Event Horizon. <laughs> God no, God no, no God. Uh, and uh, Erica, no. Really. It's, no, it's one it's of my favorites. It's the Enterprise. Nope. No? The Voyager? <laughs> yep. But that, that doesn't sound comfortable. That sounds awful. Yeah. Actually, no. I I, I disagree. I very much enjoy Voyager. I think it would be a... I would like to be on that ship. It has... It, it still has multi... It has two holodecks that are... Uh, when the ship was launched in 2371... I know, nerd. It was, uh, the, it was actually the height of Star Trek technology. It it had very very comparable uh, ships. Plus the improvements that they had they had done on it on while out there, the, their like their astrometrics lab actually surpassed Federation technology for the time. Plus their integration of Borg technology to help their ship run more efficiently and longer on what fuel they had was amazing. Plus the crew is it, I think it's only like two hundred people on that ship. So. And it's a 15 deck ship, so there's actually a good amount of room on that ship. Like, I would definitely go and I am, and if I I would want to be like either a bridge ensign or or one of the engineering chiefs, because or like a a, a, a not a chief, uh, a chief. Details anyway, don't matter. <laughs> anyway, someone who gets an officer's who gets officers' quarters because the officers' quarters on Voyager are very substantially well sized. They actually, so they actually have a don't even get to be in there very often. It, it, it um, well, being a small, a smaller cruise ship, it would be like being on uh, Brant, like one of the new destroyers they have out now. You're doing like you actually have like two to three jobs on the ship. So you probably and considering how long they're and where they their situation. No, you probably wouldn't get a ton of time in your own quarters. But at the same time. You know, if it's your, if you're going through sections of space where you're between systems and it's very far, you would actually get a decent amount of downtime. So, but it, that's it's true. Me, I never really thought about that. Being on the Voyager, we didn't see the boring stuff most of the time. It was probably really boring, like boring to the point of like insanity. Yeah, and if you and if you hung out and you got to whenever they had the uh, subwave communication with the Federation and they got monthly updates and and data transfers, you could like you could get new hollow novels. You could still communicate with your family, and you know a larger crew quarter, a larger crew quarters for uh, like because I would definitely be like a bridge ensign like Harry Kim and be and want to be like on the bridge because I'm an I'm like that. 
I think it would be pretty awesome. All right. So that is it for our topic. I'm going to describe a movie badly really quick. All right. Okay. All right. Star Trek, the motion picture. Oh, shit. Alien Pity. threat comes. It's really bad. It ends up being Voyager. Spoilers. It was V'ger. Yeah, it, it's the Voyager probe. that. Yeah. Do you know the, the fan theory about that? Uh, V'ger created the Borg. I actually thought it the other. Yeah, I, I've heard the other one, too, that the reason V'ger came back so insane was because V'ger encountered the Borg. Because V'ger went to a planet where it was all AI and came back nuts. Yeah. Oh, is that's that what one. happened? Oh. Yeah, that's V'ger. The other one is. It, yeah. The idea was is an old thing, Voyager probe, came back, and then the Starship crew had to deal with it because it was, like, super powerful and it was going to destroy the planet. Yeah. Oh, okay. Spoilers. If you haven't seen Star Trek the motion picture. Who mo- many people haven't because it sucked. <laughs> it's ah! awful. It was terrible. I didn't think it was terrible, but it wasn't all, it wasn't like it, a it, gift if from you God. compare it to how amazing the Wrath of Khan was, it's terrible. Oh, it was a dumpster fire if you're comparing it to Wrath of Khan. Yeah. Wrath of Khan figured out what a Star Trek movie has to be. Oh, for sure. But the best the best Star Khan! Trek movies The best Star Trek movies are two and four. I don't. I get which one was four because I get them confused. Four was um, going back in time to save a humpback whale. Ah yes, Captain, there be whales here. <laughs> nuclear vessels. Hmm. Where are your or nuclear, nuclear vessels? Where I always your, say it right. Where are your nuclear vessels? Um. Yeah. Okay. So four. Yeah. I, that one's good. So um, Erica, you yes. had a thing you wanted to share in this part of the podcast. Oh. Oh, yeah. Did I tell you guys that I have decided I am writing a book? What are you writing about? I did not know that. I am writing about my life. I know that sounds boring, but it's not going to be boring. So I decided I was going to take like 10 stories of things that have happened to me and write them, write about them. It'll be like the 10 chapters. And I think it's going to be really funny because I'll tell people stories about stuff that has legitimately happened to me that is completely fucked up that you would have no idea, like, you just wouldn't think is, like, a real thing. Half the shit that's happened to me sounds like it was made up. But you can't make some of this shit up. And so I was talking to Matt, and he was like, you need to write a book. And I was like, oh, that's funny. He's like, and then, like, he said it so many times. I was like, maybe there is something here. (laughs) I mean, it it it's good to get that stuff down and to get it to get it written and to it it it's something that you will own forever, regardless yeah. if it get published or anything. It's something you did that you have and that you have those recorded so your family can appreciate them in the future. Oh and- God, no! I'm not gonna let no no. I'm writing under a pseudonym. I am gonna legitimately. You're writing them tell. under what? There you go. That's what I said. No. <laughs> Straight up. No. <laughs> yes, it is. No, I haven't recorded that you said pseudomen. Oh, sorry. <laughs> pseudomen. So, but anyway, god damn it. Um, I that am, was my favorite. That was your favorite. <laughs> um, no, no, because I want it. I want it to be gritty and real, and like what actually happened. If I tell my family I'm writing about them and what book it is. They're going to they're going to like read it and then they're going to be like, well, why would you why wouldn't you make me look better? You made me look terrible. 
promise me you won't pull a Rachel and you'll actually share it with me? Yes, I will actually okay, share it with you. Thank you. And I do have to ask a question, though. Hmm. Is the antifreeze story going in it? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> because I don't, that, yeah. was, that, that, that fear hit me right away. Antifreeze? <laughs> you, you, you've heard the antifreeze story. We told it in a podcast episode. Yeah. Or did we do it in oh. a bonus? We may have done it in a bonus. You may Maybe not have heard it. Yeah. No, I mean, I have so many crazy I, No, I heard it. I heard it. I remember now. I heard it. Yeah, I just have so many crazy-ass stories that, like, when when you are talking, and this is how I'm going to open the book, but when you're talking with your psychologist, and this is, like, your third or fourth visit, and you're actually opening up and telling them about all the crazy shit that has happened to you, and you only get up to the point where you're, like, 15, and your psychologist stops and looks at you and goes, how are you a functioning adult? I feel like there's a story there. <laughs> so that's what I'm doing. I should go see a therapist. Are you going to tell? Uh, I want to speak in code and our listeners will be intrigued about this. But are you going to tell the story about the fake baby? Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. I'm intrigued. <laughs> <laughs> It's a great story. Erica, we write the book. We won't put it on the air, but maybe Erica will tell you after the episode. Maybe, maybe. But yeah, no, I'm like, it's just it. And it's just it's a lot of things. It's not just like my family family, but, you know, all this shit that's happened to me outside. So I thought I could do like instead of like boring people with my entire life, I just thought I would pick out like 10 extremely hilarious stories that actually occurred that you know that i can tell in nitty ditty greet you know gritty detail that you know my family's feelings won't get hurt is it going to be mostly about your mom no not mostly but she'll have her own chapter she'll (laughs) she'll probably have about three chapters but um oh i'm so excited i want to (laughs) help see i i never knew you like before you 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 moved, I haven't known you as long as Brian. So like hearing about all like all these potential stories, I'm just like, oh geez. Yeah. I'm, In a good way because I'm excited because I want to hear these stories now. It's it's something I've been wanting to do for a long time. I even have the title of the book. Yeah. What is yeah, it? Yeah, cooking with scissors. Oh, that's good. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I've been wanting to do that for a long time. I I probably start that too, Erica. You've inspired me. I've been I I've been needing to write some of this shit in my life down. Yeah, and you know I've tried to keep journals, but it's so hard, and I can't. I'm just not a journal person. It I've requires been. practice and self discipline for sure. I I've been on and off in journals for years. I have boxes of them. Yeah. You've been on and off in them for years. I knew you you you've kept them for a good amount of time before. Yeah, yeah, you know, and I, I have those, but I don't know. It's just, I, I, I just think it'll be fun. It'll, it'll, I guess, be therapeutic, except I've already been to therapy. And so when I tell people the stories now, I laugh about it because I think they're funny. But I want other people to think they're funny. That's still a type of therapy. Yeah, you're, you're continuing your own psychological progress by owning that stuff and putting it down. It's it's awesome. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Um, Good job. So what's going on with me right now is I've dug back into podcast planning. Um, I'm trying to get into um, getting us a website. Um, Listeners, we need more patrons to do this. So 
that's going to be promoted soon. Um, didn't we just hit 300 is likes this, on the Facebook page? Is, it, yeah. is this because I said, why don't we have a website? N- not entirely, but yeah, that had a lot to yeah, do with it. Fault. But that was something that would been going through my head for a while anyway. So it wasn't like it came out of nowhere. Um, well, I'll definitely pay my part. So don't worry about yeah, that um, part. But, you know, being that some people still owe me money for last year's podcast fees. Who, who, who would that be? I'm not sure. Some people who work on the podcast. Oh, okay. He's talking about me. <laughs> I know I still owe him money. <laughs> really? It was it was you? Wow. I never I never would have thought that. Wow, I I thought you were paid off, Michael. Gonna write it down. <laughs> no, no, I, no, I still do owe you. It's just uh... So I'm I'm working on moving stuff moving our documentation onto Google Drive instead of Facebook groups because because Erica doesn't use Facebook, so I want to make sure everybody has access to all of our financials. Um I started working on our podcast goals again, which include getting a website up, getting a mailing list going, um, starting to dig back into guests and getting guests more guests again, getting some of our favorites back. We haven't had Odin on in a while, so I'm gonna be I miss to him so much. I mean, we should have him back on. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I had a gap. I had a gap on purpose. You know, we were having so many regulars for so long that it was true. getting overwhelming. Yeah, this is very true. But I miss so, him so much. Um, dream guest, for sure. I agree with Anthony. Matthew Mercer. I still have Chris Hardwick on the top of my list. Oh, God, I would love to have him on our podcast. Uh, I follow him I, on Instagram, and he's remodeling the house he bought, and he it's t- everything that's for the house he has hash it's a hashtag house shit, and his house and the way he's doing this house, I'm just like God, I want to be your friend. I have a way to get him on. I have a way to get Chris Hardwick on, and I don't have that for Matt Mercer. So uh, I'm actually going to talk to you guys of that after the episode, and um, you can you can tell me if you think this is a good idea. But I have a guaranteed way to get Chris Hardwick on the podcast. I just need to go to a convention and hand Ma- uh, Matthew Mercer our card and pray to God, or so, yeah, or Satan, cards, which whoever listens. Speaking of cards, I don't have any fucking cards. Brian, There's a template on the Facebook group. You're gonna have to send it to her again. Yeah, because she doesn't check Facebook. Fair. No, that, yeah. plus, that plus I guarantee that link is buried. No, I I cleaned up the file page today. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're probably still gonna have to send it to her. Yeah. yeah, I need cards. So when I talk to people, I'm like, oh, I, you know, I'm on a podcast, da, 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 and they don't look at me like, no, you're not. I'm, I'm I need to start carrying them with me. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> um, I um, we have a nurse at the house for my stepdad today, and um, I told him I was going to do my podcast, and he gave me a no, you're not look. That's funny. <laughs> well, oh, um, one of the inst- did I tell you about one of the instructors at um, my father-in-law's um, t- uh, school? He for his IT certification. It's your turn, so it's a good time to share it. Uh, well, one of the instructors at my father-in-law's uh, school, where he's getting his IT certifications, he listens to our podcast, and he is a fan. Wow, that's cool. Shout out to one of Michael's father-in-law's friends. I believe his yeah. name is Chris. Shout out to I believe his name is Chris. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't. I think Sean mentioned or the guy like he was talking about podcasts and like I think he he brought up Super Vegan Brian and my father-in-law said yeah he's had dinner at my house several times. He is a cool guy. <laughs> That's funny. 
And he said, my son-in-law is special Mike. And he's like, oh, that is amazing. That's really cool. So I was my like, friend, oh. My new friend, oh, like, Stephanie. He listened to us before? Yeah. Like, he, yeah, like, he was listening to us without solicitation. That's great. Yeah. My new friend, Stephanie, and her boyfriend, Nick, now listen to us. Yay. That's awesome. Shout out to Stephanie and Nick. Yeah. We actually know your names. Yes. You're not just somebody that Erica knows that we're going to call that. Um, (laughs) When I go to to conventions, it blows me away because I go, hi, I'm Super Vegan Brian, Nerd Podcast Radio. And they go, I've heard of you. And usually what I believe is Nerd Podcast Radio sounds like something people have heard of. (laughs) It it really does. I think that NPR thing kicks in where it's like, oh, I know that acronym. Well, yeah, no, yeah. we we don't call ourselves that. No, We're not we, allowed. no way. I'm going to say that now. We in no way refer to ourselves as NPR. We just have the same letters in the in our words. That's all. But we're allowed to call ourselves nerd PR. We are very nerd PR. Yeah, we should start a company where we do public relations relations for nerds. Oh my god, that should be our website, Nerd PR. I was just gonna do nerdpodcastradio.com. I already bought the domain. You did? Damn it! So like. Nine bucks a year or something yeah, like that. Yeah, but that's wow. really long. No, it's not. You can yes, have it two is. domains. You can have two domains associated with a site. Oh, yeah, we need nerd PR. He's looking it up now. No, I'm not. I was waiting. Oh, I thought I heard clicking. I just heard sucking. Oh. <laughs> 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 uh. Oh, best line from online porn ever. (laughs) And that's the best way to wrap up this episode. Mikey, go for it. Oh, wait. Also, I got into a funny... No, no, no. No, 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 no. no, I didn't get to finish this. No, no, no. No. It's called Zach versus Trash. It's awesome. Go ahead, Michael. Make it fast. It's like the best segue ever, and you just totally fucked it. Oh, I don't want to say that joke. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but no, it's called, yeah, it's called Zach Morris's Trash, and it's a show that picks apart episodes of Save of the Bell and explains why Zach Morris is a huge piece of trash. You could just watch an episode and find out he's a big, huge piece of trash. Yeah, but the guy who explains it is amazing. Why? Because you needed somebody to explain it to you? No, because oh the way God, he did, was so no, it's because the way he explains it. <laughs> just look it up. Here's this amazing thing I have to share with just some podcast. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ, Michael. Uh, I'm not taking it back. So, but yeah, you're, today was a good episode, and it is a really great way to wrap up. And, no, uh, you don't get to wrap up now because because of that shit, Brian. You wrap up. No, Michael can wrap up. I'm not going to be a control freak. <laughs> I don't have to sit in the corner. Dad said I don't. Okay, die. Michael, make it quick. You have <laughs> ten minutes. No, I'm kidding. I'm, kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, where shall I begin? No. I had, you guys are right, it's time to wrap up. But no, I today was fun. This was actually a topic I've been wanting to do for a long time, and I really liked doing it. Thank you for encouraging, for, not encouraging me, for enabling me to, to do this. I really loved doing this episode. Um, I, I I wish Anthony could have been on this one, because I know he has a lot of strong thoughts about this, Anthony too. Anthony was going to be here. I was going to say, oh, hey, surprise, everybody, we're doing Power Rangers. Oh, 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 well. We talked about starships. I am happy. So, but yeah, talking about starships, the ones we want to be on, the ones we like. I it, this was a this was fun. I had a lot uh, of grab. So glad I got to do it with you guys. What was that, Erica? Oh, uh, you know, just how terrible the Enterprise. Which is. 
Oh, well, I guess I need to wrap up a little bit quicker, guys. I got to get the kid dressed. So I had a lot of fun talking about this today. It was really great. I've been your host, Special Mikey, along with who was Super Vegan Brian. Okay, Super Vegan Brian. Oh my gosh. The Cursey Smurf Erica. Bye. I think we lost Brian. And this has been Nerd Podcast Radio. And as always, stay nerdy, stay informed, and stay awesome. I guess Brian cut himself off. I don't know. Brian? Oh, I've been muted this whole time. Yeah, we couldn't hear you. Oh. I said, just go. That's amazing. <laughs> Bye, Michael. Erica cut him off. <laughs> no, I'm not. Busy. All right, guys. I need to go get my kid dressed. Bye. All right. Bye. 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 Bye.